we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I had totally forgotten that the Outback Bowl was no longer the Outback Bowl. It's the ReliaQuest Bowl. And what an end of an era. Mm. The Outback Bowl, I covered one of them, kind of one, one. It's when I first moved down here to South Florida, 2007, uh, when I first started the old ESPN 760. One of my first assignments, because I had come from Madison, Wisconsin, our sister station up there, and was covering Badger football. Wisconsin played Tennessee in that 2007 version of the Outback Bowl on New Year's Day. So I went to Raymond James Stadium, drove across the strait. I'd never done that before. That was quite an adventure, especially when I drove home at 2 a.m. What is that, Alligator Alley? Oh, boy. Well, uh, Alligator Alley going there, 60 coming back. Okay. Whew, 60 is not a good good scene at uh, 2 a.m. And uh, the the press box, the, the food given to the media was a full-out Outback spread. We're talking steak. We're wow. talking sides. We're talking baked potatoes, the whole thing. Blooming onion. But every, every single media member yeah. delivered to their seat their own personal Blooming Onion. It was unlike anything wow. I've ever experienced in a media position up until that point and since then. It was such a gratuitous show of thank you to the media to have your own personal Blooming Onion with that pink sauce and everything in the middle. And I swear to Christ, I'm not lying about this. I would not mislead you about this story, what I'm about to tell you. There was an old newspaper reporter who I believe was based in the Tampa area. He's sitting next to me at the media table in the Raymond James Stadium press box, and he literally started wiping tears from his eyes as the Bloomin' Onion was placed in front oh of him. Goodness. He felt such gratitude for the offering from the folks at the Outback Bowl that he started weeping, uh. weeping. It was so much different from the year wow. I covered Florida State, Northern Illinois, and the Orange Bowl in the pregame meal room. A former hockey reporter down here in South Florida who was working for the Miami Herald at the time. I'm not going to name names, but he ended up getting into a shouting match with somebody in the media room because they ran out of lasagna. Mm-hmm. Telling you, bowl season serious stuff. I hate to see what happened to it. I'm going to tell you something, Ken, about two, both of those situations. It was... It was bigger than that blooming onion for that old newspaper Probably reporter. there was something. There was something. There was a else lot more going there. on. Hopefully yeah. in his life that that also that blooming onion. I listened to that reaction, and I would hope also with that hockey reporter, um, there was something more that happened. It wasn't about the lasagna. That was the, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. It was back. a buildup of emotions, and then uh, the the lack of, yeah. uh, of a holiday season, uh, a corner piece of sausage lasagna. That's what sent him over the yeah. edge. It's the, holiday season, man. There's a lot of stuff going on during <laughs> that time. You're managing families, and you're with the in laws this time, and and you got to get these last last minute presents, and then boom, somebody gives you a blooming onion. The marketing men and women in charge of Outback and the Outback Bowl, mm-hmm. they had a good thing going, man. I mean, they. They can't hate themselves more. They missed their window. To be included... I mean, how do you fumble that back? With a Pop-Tart, yeah. a Cheez-It... I mean, you've got a full-fledged meal right there and at the Outback Bowl. onion. Like, the things huh. that they could have done, they missed their window. And they lost out on... I feel so bad. Now, oh, they man, did have a mascot Bloomin' Onion, I they believe. Did. They but, did. But What'd then they, like? they just let it go. It looked like a Bloomin' Onion. It was a felt <laughs> a felt Bloomin' Onion. Yeah, wow. legit. An onion uh, strand. I also, too, I don't like onions. Bloomin' Onion. Whoa. I can mess with it. Whoa. 
I can. So you I, don't I like just onions. No, I don't like general. onions. I love onions. Yeah, I'm not an onion guy. More of a garlic onions guy. on everything. Really? Same. Saute them. Oh my god. Fry them. Whatever mm. you want to do to them onions. I need some onions on my stuff. What about like onions on a McDouble, Ken? Can you fold for that? Uh, sure. Those right. are like little chopped up. Yeah, really I like, like you know what I'll do on a on a big old fatty burger. I'll get the ring onions on there. Right Let's on. Go. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. It adds a little bit to it, but yes. I, like isolated. I'm not a huge fan. Okay, which is why the blooming onions like a unicorn to me because I'll eat that. Okay, uh, Theo mentioned it's the holiday season. Uh, if you want to get some money back during the holiday season, you've been spending it on gifts, and you're like, oh my god, this checking account. There's a tumbleweed rolling through it. Let me recommend prize picks to you. New year, new daily fantasy, best daily fantasy, prize picks. Promo code, take heed, KLV, KLV. They literally want to start the year giving you money, doubling your deposit up to $100. That is generous. That is like receiving a blooming onion at your seat at the Outback Bowl. It's that level. Prize picks, KLV, double your deposit up to $100 with that promo code. The best daily fantasy, the easiest daily fantasy, the most navigable app going in daily fantasy tonight. How about some NBA prize picks? How about some NHL prize picks? We are coming up on week 18 of the NFL season, and that means one final week of regular season NFL prize picks before we get into the postseason. My point is, do something for you with the easiest to play, the best and most lucrative daily fantasy prize picks. Prize picks, prizepicks.com, or download the app and use the promo code KLV to double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Uh, Joe is in Jupiter on ESPN 106.3. Hello, Joe, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to y'all as well. Hard to believe we're going on almost four years that I've been consistently listening to this fantastic oh, show and your whole station. So I'm sorry, but also thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's been great. Um, okay, so before I get to my thing that I hated to see the most, i got to get something off my chest if I can. And um, it's just four words. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's from a great Hall of Fame coach that, um, you know, uh, now is in the Dallas Cowboys ring of honor. How about them Cowboys? Woo! Okay, thank you. I just I had to get that off my chest real quick. <laughs> How about that head referee? The... Sorry, sorry, Joe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm not going to go there on all that. I, I will get thank to that you. though, because that's really what I hated to see. Um, you know, Saturday night was glorious. I love that we won the game. Of course, I hated the way the game ended because there's so many things that it didn't even have to come to that. The tripping penalty by Hendershot. Uh, couple minutes before should have yeah. never happened it went from second and two to first and 25 and we would have basically got the first down and ran the clock out that bad calls happen that's just what it is and all the talk except for Dan Orlowski this morning I heard him as one of the, one of the only ones that I've heard point out that tripping call should have never happened which so we should have never got to that that's just part of the game we're not talking about C.D. Lamb's monster performance or Dak's performance or the interceptions are all it's not luck to win 12 games in the NFL. I don't care who you're playing. You play who's in front of your schedule. And now we have a position to win the NFC East against the terrible Washington Commanders. Now, if we, if we lose next Sunday, please delete this Please delete this uh, phone conversation because I'll take everything back. But I don't see that happening. And, you know, what's great is the Eagles lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Boy. And now we're in a position I had no idea we'd be in first after the first of year yeah. to win the NFC NFC East and get the number 2 seed and possibly have 
two home games. For sure one, and I'm actually a Baker Mayfield fan now, I think, because it looks like if the Eagles take care of business, they're going to go to Tampa. So go Baker Mayfield yeah, baby. Stone, please. Thank you. Stone, <laughs> or, uh, not Stone. Joe, appreciate it. We got a, we got a great things here, but I appreciate it. Uh, real, real quick, I just want to go around the room, a little around the horn action here. Stone, are the Eagles bad? I don't know the answer to that. Theo, with a bit more conviction than Stone. Yeah. Are the Eagles bad? No. They're not good, though. They're not, like, elite. They're, like, above average. Well, it's weird. Harder to harder than mine. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no you're right. That is a little more, bit more difficult to uh <laughs> They're not good, decipher. Though. I mean, they're not bad. Bad is a strong word. Okay. But I would argue losing at home to the Cardinals in the fashion in which they did, that is that's bad. That's bad. That's that's bad. And the way they've played the last month, you can argue, it's it's kind of bad amongst the worst of any team in the the, the league. Not named Carolina. They, even in their wins, they're escaping with wins. Well, they've only had one win in the last month. <laughs> right? That was the Chiefs, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was the Chiefs. Yeah, and they escaped with that one because of barely who? because this, of MVS. Yeah. But it, <laughs> oh, get them out of here. When you look at the record, though, it, it just halts you. Right, eleven. Wins. It's so misleading. The Vikings They're, had 13 wins last yeah. year. And I, I do agree. If anything that Joe said, that there's one thing to agree with. It's the fact that you don't just stumble into 12 wins. And the Vikings last year, 13. You don't just stumble into 13 wins. I don't care if they were one-score games. Like, good football teams do that. Yeah. Uh, also, too, if you're an NFL official and you don't know what eligible and ineligible is and who's able to catch footballs and be downfield and who's not, you probably shouldn't have the job mm. anymore. And the fact that the NFL hasn't really come out and said one way or another the type of mistake that was made in that Lions-Cowboys game, I find that to be a nightmare. I find that to be incompetent. Uh, You know what else is incompetent? David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers, not coming out and addressing his drink thrown on fan in Jacksonville. That's inconceivable. What is that Bro. hothead psychopath thinking? He is the worst owner in the NFL. He's the worst already. Daniel, I mean, he's, he just got there. I, I mean, Daniel Snyder left the commanders about a year ago now. This guy seamlessly has come in and turned himself into the worst owner in the NFL. And now, uh. by him not saying anything, the team not saying anything, guess who gets questions about it today? The locker room. Yep. I mean, that franchise is a trash bag. You're exactly right. They are cooked. He's, he's got to sell that friend. Like, that dude is going to roll. And, and I feel bad for Panthers fans because it's not like with the Knicks, it's New York City people. Like, you don't really care. Those fans are annoying and obnoxious and all that. Carolina Panthers fans have been devout and they've been so strong held to this team. It's one of the newer teams in the NFL. It's a market that cares about their games. They, they pack uh, Bank of America Stadium especially when the Panthers are good. That run for Cam Newton was amazing. They don't deserve to have to deal with this idiot buffoon owner who's been doing nothing but running that franchise into the ground. And where are... When you said idiot, I thought you were talking about Bryce Young for a second. Bryce Young is is a solid football player that's in a bad franchise. Bryce Young is a victim in this entire thing. He might be bad, but he's a victim. He's a victim. That that team, that owner, I mean, that guy is completely out of control. How he? I he's mean, an idiot. You can't. He's an idiot. He's got to be money. punished, right? He's got to be punished. However, you can punish a billionaire. I have no idea. Yet. Can't be punished. But that guy sucks. You know, I, I'm sorry. He's lacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's lacking. lacking. He's lacking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I, I struggle with this one because 
Tepper's a dirtbag. We all know that. Yeah. But you know who also is a dirtbag? Any fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, and anybody from Duval? But you can't do that when you're yeah, the when you're the billionaire owner. I, I get it. Eating your your lobster tail in a suite. You can't sit there and be throwing drinks on somebody no matter what they say. But yeah, because also, if a fan throws a drink on him, guess what's happening to that fan? It's assault. It's, it's yeah. it, the police are getting involved. Get locked Absolutely. Up, barred from and NFL games for the rest of their life. You cannot, you would not be able to accurately time me on the most accurate Olympic timing systems. For how quickly I would go from David Temper throwing drink on me to me oh, yeah. claiming shoulder injury. I would have oh, fell out. Oh, I mean, we're talking tenths of a second. I've got yeah. a lawyer on the phone. It's time to make daddy some money from David Tepper's bank account. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I, I agree with that. I would have pulled the same move. The but American for, way. But for three hours, though, I <laughs> could only imagine what was being said to David Tepper. Who with cares? the window when the He's window so, opened in the city. He deserves everything. Anybody Why are you siding with David Tepper right I'm now? Come siding. on, but but a, a month ago, David Tepper. No, I'm not. He's already David Tepper. proven himself to be an idiot, and a buffoon, and a bad decision maker. And now you're like, well, maybe he's he's right in this sense where but, he threw water. Well, everybody all says mean things, but, and people react. All of us. I mean, can you especially spent a lot of time clowning fans of NFL teams? Yeah, because they're the, dopes. The tomfoolery that they put yeah. on display at games. Sorry, they're unsavory so, sometimes. So not dopes. You have this grown ass. Man, maybe a group of grown ass men and women just cursing at David, cursing in front of the kids for three hours nonstop. And Tepper wants it to stop, and he's like, "Dude!" And then you reach a breaking point, and you throw a little drink, a, a little liquid no, on somebody. Not, that's not and how that's life not what works. You can do. Yeah, and you also, if you're the owner, and they they were being really that bad, which I'd imagine they were. There's no way they were because he's the owner, and they would have <laughs> got pulled out of their seats. Right. He doesn't have to throw water on him. He has the power no. already. There's a power imbalance. He's the man that runs so, that stadium. Because you know the security what? guard tries to come kick him out, you, and they're like, it's my right to you, sit here. I'm no, a season ticket no. holder. No. People have got to remove for way less. People you can get for less. Easy. I t- yeah, totally. The, the owner can easily I side with GM? David Tepper. Who's the, yeah. No, remember, <laughs> when, remember when James Dolan kicked out, uh, what's his name, Charles Oakley out yeah. of uh, Madison Square Garden for yeah. no apparent reason? You can get pulled out of a game. No doubt. Especially if the owner makes that call. Emily Ratajkowski, the model, left early in a 21-point. The Heat were leading the next by 21 they ended up coming back and coming back and winning but she left early and james dolan said oh you don't get your tickets anymore courtside at madison square garden good, so like good job dolan and, and oh, fine whatever but it, emily radikowski we can all agree yeah, she's objectively fine as hell yeah, we want her courtside hey keep coming back i just can tell um, by the name i don't even know who's you're talking about who's the gm who's the uh victoria's secret one of the okay one of yeah, yeah. she's like top tier okay nice. um who is the GM of the Panthers? Do you remember? Uh, David Tepper. Oh, David Tepper's the owner. Um, Fitterer, Scott Fitterer. Yeah, so so apparently Scott Fitterer's standing right next to him. If you look at the video of David Tepper throwing that drink, he's standing right next to him in the suite. David Tepper throws the drink, slams the cup down, walks out, and Scott Fitterer, you said? Yeah. He just stands there silently. Powerless. Doesn't even move. Exactly. Uh, yeah. BS. People, people work for David Tepper in fear yes. with the Carolina Panthers. Absolutely. That right there is case in point that David Tepper is running that thing iron fist dictator like. And yeah. that's why he's a bad person. And he's shown that over and over again. He's a bad evaluator. He is a bad football businessman. And he's a bad owner of an NFL team. Now you sound like Josh Cohen trying to say what somebody's body what language depicted and showed and no, stuff. No normal 
personal That's a grown man. Handle your own bleep. If Stephanie Prince, if, if Stephanie the boss here at ESPN West Palm got a little bit wasted at a minor league baseball game, she's in the suite, and someone looks up and goes, Hey, Stephanie, I remember when you were on the air. Your voice is shrill and you suck. And she took a drink and she heaved it out the window on those fans. And you and me and Theo are standing there. There's no way we don't go, All right, Steph, we got to go. We got to get yeah, out of here. That's I would it. Make That's some it. Kind of move. We don't just stand there like, Oh my God, I'm so scared of Stephanie that I, I can't approach her and confront her about that. Stop it, man. No, it's just like, what is Fitterer? We don't even know if that's his name. That I'm, is I'm, his name, Scott Fitterer. I feel like it might have been made up. <laughs> Scott, Scott Fitterer, in his eyes, like he's looking to his Scott left. Fitterer. I'm not. I can't control what this 50 plus year old grown ass man does. I'll reprimand him later, I guess. Like that's not my job. It's not what I'm employed no, to but do. But not reprimand You made him, a fool. No, it's because you're being frozen. And, and he yeah. told him, "You will face the consequences from this." You know that, Dave, right? And he says, "Yes, I know, Scott Fitterer." If again, that's his name. And, and like that's as far as this goes. Like, we're talking about grown-ass men here, man. What do you want me to say? Hey, David, you can't do that on camera. But you, like, come on. But you say, come on, dude, let's hey, get out of here. We got to go. We got to go. We got to get out of here. What if he did 12 times before that no. and Dave was like, no, no, I'm, this is my team. I'm watching my game, my suite. I'm here every week. Uh, Why do I got to leave? I didn't I didn't expect a pro David Tepper is yeah, to come from defending. Stone today. You wanna, I'm not you defending this guy. I'm defending whoever realize, would be in this situation. You realize you're one of one in the United States right now. You're one of one. Congrats. You've it's a Duval James fan. Dolan. It's a Duval fan, too. Like, scum. Trust me, I've met just as many scummy Dolphins fans, okay? <laughs> of course. We're, we're anti-NFL fans in yes. stadiums as a show. Yeah, because they're, like they they're suck. drunk, dopey, NFL and fighty. Fan. They're drunk, dopey, and fighty. NFL fans <laughs> suck, but that doesn't mean that the person that kind of runs the show or runs the house gets to throw yeah. ranks on them. That's and actually crazy. Again, eye for a, an eye. You're a billionaire. You're <laughs> a billionaire. Like, I'm sure David Tepper makes sure everyone knows he's the high end of society. Yeah. And then you're throwing drinks on people like it's real housewives. Uh, but stop it. What if he's minding right. his own business watching his football team play football? You know what, what it is? What do you mean he's a high you know society? You know what it is? It's 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 white rich privilege. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just that's, it. It's true. It's uh, true. Now Stone is getting Now Stone's mad. Oh, he's fired up. Because uh-huh. that's reckless. <laughs> that's reckless. Why are we bringing that into this? That's reckless. He's he is a person that is using his privilege. If you could throw a drink on somebody with no consequences, yeah. that is and, a lot of privilege. I promise you, if we absorbed, have a drink thrown on him. I, I also you don't too, know that. I, I, you don't know that he's sitting there pounding his fist. I promise white you, society privilege. I promise you. I promise you. And by the way, based on the video, it was definitely white on white crime. Yeah, yeah okay. it was. I promise you, if there was a black owner in the NFL, you know what he's not. If there was a black owner in yeah, the yeah, NFL, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> the way the NFL works. How can I? <laughs> what a crazy Can't hypothetical. <laughs> A black owner would not be throwing a drink on fans. Well, he wouldn't get away. It, it, it would be much more ridicule. Uh, it, it would be, be all over first uh, take. It would right be put it, it to vote. Yeah. Put it to vote. But, Check him out of the league. But, but you know what? You know what would have happened if Al Davis did this? That is, or whatever Davis is for the Raiders, whatever one, whatever one of the family Mark, here is. Now, Mark, Mark. Yeah, if Mark Davis did one. this. We're taking it as a society and going, yeah, get him, Mark. What? You're hilarious. I, I would, no there's no owner. And why would we do that for Mark Davis? Because we well, think he's what? cool. He's got a bowl cut. Like, we're going to pick you and choose. Nobody, nobody thinks Mark thinks Davis is cool. Yeah, everybody thinks Mark Davis is no, cool. They don't. Because he sits he's up there and eats line. chicken wings okay. and he's got a bowl cut. And he's we're like, yeah, Mark. No. He's but, a for, but, but because it's David Tepper, we what pick and choose. What circles are you yeah, in that think Mark Davis is cool? Hey, man, you know what's awesome? That Mark Davis guy who uh, is a terrible hirer of coaches. Uh, Put out a poll. Is Mark Davis cool? Mark Davis oh, I promise you cool. we're talking in 95.5 no, in that spot. we're not. Well, name, a, name one right. cool thing. I just. His haircut. Okay. 
it's not even cool. Yeah. It's like the antithesis. Did I use that word? Right? Yeah, antithesis. Antithesis, antithesis of cool. It's I mean, the it depends. Antithesis of cool. I you suck at saying antithesis, and I gave it a shot. You know what? I thought, won. You're brave. 2024. You're brave. This is my year. I thought we had a good thing going, and then everything just derailed with Mark Davis. Antithesis. Uh, you know what is cool? Because I do want to grade things. We got to yeah, get to a break. You know yeah. what is cool is uh, Duffy's. Duffy's Sports yes, Grill. Yes, yes. Duffy's. Duffy's is cool as the other side of the pillow. Oh, um, and, and like a bowl cut, apparently. And yeah, and a bowl cut if you're stoned Lebanowitz. So if you're still wanting to watch football games, if you're not boycotting like Ken Levicka, then make Duffy's your home for football headquarters all season long. We only got so much season left, so jump in there ASAP. You can enjoy two-for-one drinks all day, every day. Also enjoying the award-winning burgers and wings. And there's three new sauces. I'm telling you right now, you've got to try. My favorite of the three, garlic parmesan. But then also there's golden barbecue and the Caribbean jerk. All right. Enjoy some football features like the starting lineup starters, touchdown tots, and everybody's favorite, the game day buckets. But again, more than 80 televisions in every single Duffy Sports Grill. So there's no better place to spend your weekend. Duffy's, our game is always on. When we come back, Lavica, Theo, and Stone grade things. I present a thing. And we grade it. It's simple. Mark Davis's bowl cut. F. <laughs> that's Stone Labanowitz. That's Theo Dorsey. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. We are moments away from Levicka, Theo, and Stone grade stuff. But since class is about to be in session, why don't we talk about an academic institution, but something a little different. Kaiser, Kaiser University, Kaiser Golf. Theo, let us know. I was told I'm not allowed to say I'm a pitcher anymore. Yeah, because that's not a golf term. Uh, It's my golf term, though. All right. And in 2024, I'm turning a new leaf. I'm a starting pitcher, baby. Oh, my God. I'm just getting started in the game of golf, and I'm pitching it so well. And it's all thanks to the Kaiser Golf Center and those wonderful coaches like my guy, Peter, who I'll be seeing this uh, this coming Saturday, my first lessons of 2024. Shout out, Pete. There's so many ways to improve your golf pitcher game Pete. fast. Pitcher Pete? No, I'm the pitcher. Oh, He's God. teaching me how to pitch. Got it. Got I'm it. the starting pitcher. So I'm just getting started. Jesus, man. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center, man. They've got the facilities, the tools, the coaches that you need. They've even got the kind of inspiration that gives you the ground, the framework to make your own nickname. Enjoy the best facilities in the area with outdoor facilities, including an expansive chipping and putting area. You have practice bunkers. My favorite, a huge putting green and a full swing practice area, but also where I learned to be the pitching, the starting pitching maestro. Maestro that I am was in that 2,000 square foot indoor training area with three hitting bays, a private classroom, cutting edge video and ball flight analysis technology. It helps you train like a pro. And I'm starting to feel more and more like one. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center, the heart of Palm Beach County, hosts the best golfing coaching center in the world. It's off I-95 in the Turnpike. Find out more at KaiserGolfCenter.com. I'm going to have to get Pete from Kaiser on the phone here this week, Stone, yeah. uh, for an intervention. <laughs> we are doing yeah, that. We definitely need to I'm have. I'm nice with the wedge, baby. Okay, that's good. That's a much better way to put it than the starting pitcher or pitching maestro. Whatever I'm a starting said. pitcher. Which wedge, though? Which like, wedge? Like, it's not the wedge. Like, which wedge? I only got one wedge nice in, my, in my... What well, wedge got, is it? 
I just have a pitching wedge. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's why I'm a starting pitcher because I'm nice with the pitching wedge. Oh, I pitch it so well. I'm glavin in the clutch. I'm Mariano closing it out if I was a closer, but I'm not. I'm a starter. Let me recommend Edwin Watts Golf <laughs> Shops. Go get yourself a sandwich as well. I would have a sandwich. I would get a sandwich, but first I want a match. See, that's the problem. Guys like Ken trying to rush the process. Me and Peter and Tina, home team, who's also doing the lessons with me, we go by it every single step of the way. You master one club at a time, and I am the starting pitcher. Okay. Okay. Tom Glavin, Joe Maddox. Joe Maddox? Tom Maddox. Nope. Let's just keep moving. John Maddox. Nope. Uh, Tom Maddox. Nope. Tim Maddox. Mm-mm. Joe Maddox. No. All right. you now you're that. just being racist. <laughs> no, I, is this right? Tom Glavin for sure. Tom Glavin for sure. And then there's Maddox. Greg, Tim Maddox. Greg, Greg. There's no Tim. <laughs> Greg. Greg. We would we, have even taken Mike Maddox. Yeah. Longtime pitching coach. But no. Not Joe Maddox. Maybe I, Joe Madden came to mind. John Madden. Former Rays and Cubs manager. You're right. Joe Madden. John Madden, right. There's a lot of different names out there. Holy Lord. I'm Roger Clemens without the steroids. Yeah, we definitely need Pete on the phone this week, Stone. I think (laughs) that's been clinched. He's gone too far. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho care for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho care for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho care. LaVica, Theo, and Stone grade things right here on ESPN 106.3. I present what needs to be graded. We all grade it out and maybe have a bit of a discussion around it as well. Simple concept. Theo gets it. Stone gets it. I get it. Let's begin. Let's start with bowl season. Bowl season. Simple letter grade like in school. Bowl season. A, B, C, D, F. Theo, how would you grade out bowl season? B. A B. Yes. I would give it a B because I love the Pop-Tart, right? <laughs> we had two great national semifinal games. Yeah, we did. And we know what we need to know. fix. We know what we need to learn and fix, and that is getting people to stop op- opting out of maybe the New Year's, New Year's uh, six games at the very least. Other than the Pop-Tart and the national semifinals, <laughs> what has entertained you about bowl but season? But that's bowl season. Bowl season is just a couple, a bunch of exhibition football games where you get to see some like the fun Orange highlights. Bowl. Uh, like the Orange Bowl was exactly. this year, and and I had a lot of fun. Like I got an opportunity for me. The bowl season was a yeah, B. I interviewed got, some big names. I, I met Dan Marino. He was a great guy. Awesome. And Everybody you got told paid. me you got you got a paid. And I got paid uh-huh. from bowl season. Yeah, bowl See, season was a B for he's me. A little bit biased here. So the Theo, oh, saying, maybe B a for biased. biased. B for biased. Yeah, Theo yeah. gives bowl season a B. Stone, great bowl season. Uh, let's go with a C plus. I can't That's quite close. make that leap to a B. There were good games in there, right? The Peach Bowl. You had Lane Kiffin. You had James Franklin. You had Jackson's Dart and Drew Aller. Like we had some games in the Pop Tart that was phenomenal. Everything else did suck. It does need to be fixed. If I had to throw one thing out there, there's something that I've heard that I really, really, really like. Make Bowl Week Week Zero. Stop with these buy games where these FBS teams are playing FCS teams. Make it Week Zero. Still go on vacation. Throw all the same money at it. Instead of the end of the season, make it the beginning of the season. Or kind of close that transfer portal window or that recruiting window. 
to where these kids have no choice but to play. But you're kind of playing with some fire there. But I'll go C+. I thought there were some good games mixed all over. I really should have gone A because of what Georgia did to, uh, Georgia did to Florida State. But I'll keep it yeah, at a C+. Oh, that's just petty. I want to, it's probably, we need a, a, a whole segment to talk about it, but I do want to talk about the fixing of, of bowl season and if that week zero thing even works, because I don't think it works. I don't think it works either. Yeah. I give that an F. Uh, my bowl season, <laughs> bowl season is a flat out F. I mean, it's been a complete embarrassment, a complete travesty from the start. The Gator Bowl was phenomenal. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I may be a little bit sensitive to it because I, I love the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. I hold that very near and dear to my heart. We we started that thing. That's our thing. And that thing was uncompetitive and a complete clown show because when you have a tight end playing quarterback and Syracuse comes down and you have all those assistant coaches and, and rightfully so looking at other jobs, they know they're gone after that game and the new coach coming in. But you have all those opt-outs and all of those decisions not to play. It made it unbearable. That was... Was I, our our game was made to be a joke, and I hate that. I give the bowl season an F across the board. Nothing's been good about it. Like I said earlier, and it was great, but when a Pop-Tart, a human-sized mascot Pop-Tart being consumed after a game is the best thing that's happened all bowl season, you have severe, severe problems in said bowl season. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, great things here on ESPN 106.3. Neighborhood fireworks on New Year's Eve. Neighborhood fireworks on New Year's Eve. Stone, grade it. Yeah, let's go A-plus here. It's just tried and true. It's something you look forward to. My little quick little poem there. I love it. Love fireworks in the neighborhood. I love families getting together. Love cul-de-sac parties. Come on. If you hate that, you got to look in the mirror. Uh, Theo, network uh, neighborhood fireworks on New Year's Eve. I go A-minus. Um, I think it's good. It's a good thing. I just, I'm not a huge fireworks guy, but I love the fact that I can step out of my courtyard last night and see fireworks and not have to like move around like that. It was pretty good. Uh, neighborhood fireworks on New Year's Eve. I give it a D. Oh. Do we need to be doing it till 3 a.m.? Yeah. Do we need to be doing it starting at 530 at night on New Year's He's a family Eve? family man. Uh, also, too, if you're going to shoot off all those fireworks and leave all your crap in the street, uh, go ahead and clean that up. And the smoky, disgusting smell of fireworks, especially when it's humid out, nobody wants that. I give it a D. I'm done with it. It's not like the humid out, though. And I like the smell of fireworks. The same thing goes for Fourth of July as well. Go see a community uh, fireworks show. You don't need to be doing your own amateur party at home. What are you okay? doing at 3.30, though? You don't work the next day. Like, you should be out there with them. No. You should be Absolutely out there with not. them. Absolutely not. LaVica, Theo, and Stone, great things. Theo, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, A, B, C, D, F. I got to give my guy a, a, a B plus. I'm giving Justin Fields a B plus. There is something salvageable there with Justin Fields that I hope another franchise makes the most of because I know for sure the Chicago Bears are going to leverage this into trading him this offseason. I don't. I think so. The, then, then B plus for Theo Stone. Great him. Let's go A. What he's been able to do, and A solely based off of this, winning the Chicago Bears fan base over is impossible in itself. And if you've managed to do that, you deserve an A. Yep. That's why I give Justin Fields a, a B plus just like Theo. But what he did, he over 300 all purpose yards against the Falcons. This was a dead in the water football team. Justin Fields has largely been able to pull them into some sort of respectability and to have Chicago fans right. chanting, we want fields, yeah. we want fields. 
when everybody really kind of knows that he's probably gone with the Bears having the number one pick, they're probably going to go get Caleb Williams. Uh, they're going to jettison him somewhere. ESPN had a story today uh, where he's prognosticated to go for a second or a third yeah. round pick, maybe maybe a combination of the two. Uh, Justin Fields, all things considered, with that front office, that franchise, that coaching turnover, uh, he has somehow come out of this looking real, real good and overcome a lot of obstacles the Bears have thrown out there at him. Uh, final thing we're going to grade here on the Vicka Theo and Stone grade things. Stone, the beach when it's cold. The beach when it's cold. Grade it. Yeah, that's another A+. plus. I think it's even better when it's cold than it is when it's too hot, right? To be able to layer up, put a sweatshirt on, have a little picnic with the blanket laid out. Crack a bottle of wine. I mean, that's an A++ for me. An A++ beach when it's cold, says Stone. Theo, the beach when it's cold, how would you grade that? Uh, I also enjoyed the beach for New Year's Eve, uh, or New Year's Day. And I'll give it a, I'll give it a A-. minus. Okay. Because still, when the sun goes down, when the clouds cover the sun, and it actually gets a little too cold because you kind of have your shirt off and whatnot. And it's windy. It's a little windy. windy that's yeah. a little uncomfortable. It makes you ready to leave. But when the sun is out and there's no coverage and it still is chilly, so it's not humid, it's that perfect weather, it doesn't get any better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it an A+. And you know my feelings on the beach. I hate sand. I hate grainy things on my cracks. And I hate going in the water because everything wants to kill you. That said, when it's cold, no obligation to go in the water. That mitigates that death factor. Uh, nice. You can layer up and because you have not gone in the water your skin isn't wet which means you don't attract the grainy sand which then goes in your cracks nice. and your various orifices. So that problem is out of the way and if you're sitting there like you said with a little bit of alcohol, maybe a little bit of wine in this scenario, it's cool but you're layered up and you're just looking at the sights and the sounds and the clear blue water because if it's cold chances are down here you've got blue sky and you've got, you got your woman the, by your side. You've got your woman by your side. I've got my kids. They're frolicking, having a great time, great family scene and you have the crystal blue water my god what a sight what a sight but again everything's predicated on not having to go into the water <laughs> and that is why it is an a plus beach when it's cold and that concludes another edition of lavica theo and stone grade things that's theo that's stone i'm ken lavica theo and stone espn 106.3 the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Oh, hold on to your butts. We're 10 days away from the South Florida Fair. Open it up at the South Florida Fairgrounds. We're going to be giving away passes next week, right, Stone? That's right. We do have a giveaway. Yeah. Inching closer to the opening of the 2024 South Florida Fair, if you do the math, 10 days from that, January 12th. Dive into the fun with this year's fair theme, celebrating ocean and marine wildlife. See a live shark show. Get up close with the sea lions. Plenty more opportunities to enjoy an immersive underwater experience. Plus, great fair food, your favorite fair rides, discount tickets, ride vouchers on sale now at Publix and online at SouthFloridaFair.com. The fair opens January 12th. Ten days, people. West Palm Beach. Have a whale of a good time. South Florida Fair. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you caught this last week. PIX Picks in New York. It's a local TV station. Eric Adams, the embattled New York City mayor. I'm not mm. sure if you heard this. Uh, he, he was asked to do a little word association uh, with uh, with a host on Picks as he was recapping New York City in uh, the tail end of 2023. And I present to you, Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast, in a world filled with political nonsense and dumbassery, perhaps the worst answer to anything I've ever seen 
in the political realm. Here is New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? (laughs) So when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, This is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, This is a very, very complicated city. And that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. Him saying New York would have been bad enough. It's just the one word. Um, What the hell? Wake up and see him playing, hitting the Trade Center. That right there, that's the worst political response I've ever seen to anything. He's cooked. Holy Lord. On that note, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Happy New Year for the last time. That's Stone, that's Theo, I'm Ken. Bye-bye.